good, everybody. Welcome to the Crossover Podcast, part of the Niners Nation Podcast Network. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. If you are new to the show, this is where we take a deep dive into the Niners' opponent for the week. Final week of the regular season here, so I am very pleased and privileged to be joined by Johnny Venerable from the PHNX Cardinals Podcast. What's up, Johnny? Rob, how are you, sir? Thanks for having me on. Long time no speak. You used to be uh, cohorts with me at SB Nation. You have since moved on to bigger and better things, but I appreciate you giving me the time. Hey, you know what? Anytime I can talk about cards Niners with a 14-point spread with dueling <laughs> third-string quarterbacks, you know I'm game for it. Okay, see? Now you had to go and do that. I was going to try and, you know, pump it up a little no, bit. No, 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 no. We're not. This isn't the team site, right? We're gonna, <laughs> I know what this team is and certainly isn't. So, okay. It's a four-win season. Yeah. Let's just start with a broad question. Like, what went wrong this year? Uh, I think that they were exposed from a personnel standpoint, a coaching standpoint. They did have, and I don't want to underscore this, the hardest schedule in the NFL via pro football outsiders. Um, so football outsiders had them easily the hardest schedule in the league. You know this, to put the AFC West and the NFC West. That mm. being said... They were swept by Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. They could go one and five in the division. I think that the flaws in this roster have been exposed. They they begged some older players to come back, mainly Justin Pugh, Rodney Hudson, that were basically retired in the offseason. Kyler Murray has regressed under Cliff Kingsbury, and too many of the draft picks from recent years have not made an impact, a la Rondell Moore. You're still waiting on that superstar season from Isaiah Simmons. DeAndre Hopkins, of course, gets suspended. I mean, it's a compounded issue, and I believe, Rob, it's an organizational issue. They've got issues from a personnel scouting standpoint, GM Steve Kime, who's now taking a leave from the team, and you can make an argument. Cliff Kingsbury needs a lot in place to be able to win at the NFL level. We saw it last year when they were, what, the talk of the league, 8-0, 9-0, everything was perfect, right? J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, everybody was humming. They faced a little adversity in the second half of last year and the team crumbled and it really just, it's carried over to this year. I think they have, the, the statistic is insane. They are five and I think 20 or five and 15 in the last 20 games, something like that. They have one home win in the last 14 months. It's, it's unbelievable. So, I mean, you could point to a bunch of different things. I know a lot of people, Kingsbury supporters, which I'm pretty neutral. I love Cliff as a human being. He's a great person. But but I, I can't put injuries on the fact that this team has been so poor this year. They were three and seven before Kyler Murray tore his ACL in, in games Kyler played. The Kyler Cliff dynamic to me, something has seemed off about it. I didn't like yeah. the way Cliff let Kyler call plays in the preseason to show him <laughs> how hard it was. Something right. there seemed like there was tension, and this was supposed to be like the ultimate simpatico relationship. No, it's not. And there was an ESPN article done by Josh Weinfuss, Jeremy Fowler. We've had, had him on the show basically saying that their relationship has deteriorated and they they don't really speak anymore. And they had to use the quarterback Oof. coach this year as kind of a buffer. And I think I think they were close when Kyler got to Arizona Cliff, rightfully so, was a big advocate for Kyler. And then I, I, I think that we have reached, obviously, the ceiling of what Cliff can do for Kyler as a player, probably as a person motivating him, getting the most out of him. Had Kyler Murray gone to an organization with an infrastructure, maybe like a Kyle Shanahan, like a Mike Tomlin-esque coach, I think we'd probably have a different version of Kyler Murray today. But, you know, and this is 
kind of what bothered Larry Fitzgerald, among others. They rolled the red carpet out for Kyler when he came here. Maybe they've enabled some bad habits. I Cliff Kingsbury is not a chew him out kind of coach. He doesn't raise his voice at all. Um, he's a very player as to a fault. A lot of people think Vance Joseph, their defensive coordinator, is more qualified than Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know about that, but I just I feel like we're, we've reached the point now. The marriage did its time. They they improved every year up until this season, right? And it's bottomed out. Kyler needs a new voice, new head coach, and that's okay. Cliff can go and be successful, hopefully elsewhere. Is that going to be Sean Payton? I mean, listen, that's everybody's wish list. It's not 1A, everybody's it's wish list. Let me tell you. Well, hang on. Yes, everybody in in the valley that should be your wish list, right? Um, he won with an undersized quarterback. He won with a franchise that had never won before. They were the Aints, right? Um, I think if Michael Bidwell wants to regain the trust of this fan base, he needs to have a serious run at Sean Payton. If you don't get him because he picks a different opportunity, that's one thing. But to not pursue him, to not say, We're, we want a seat at the table, we want to write a fat check, Sean, whatever you need, pick your own GM, go get Jeff Ireland from New Orleans, those conversations have to be had. And I think, I think that he at least will entertain it. Uh, and I think that he's the right kind of coach to get the most out of Kyler Murray. But do I think he, it's coming? Do I think it's a done deal? No, I would say at best it's 50, 50. Um, I don't know who else would be in contention. I think, you know, Jim Harbaugh might be a little too brass for ownership. Michael Bidwell. I think it's perfect revenge opportunity to get revenge right. on Jed York and company. I think Jim, I know Jim likes the roster and would entertain it, but I think, I don't know if Michael Bidwell has enough confidence in himself that he could say, I can handle a big personality like Jim. He's brash. He's over the top. But man, oh man, is he a winner? Three straight NFC title games. Feels like Jim's going to end up in Indy or, or, or Denver. So you put all your chips in the Sean Payton basket, you better make damn sure that you can seal the deal. Not only is it a revenge opportunity for Harbaugh and the Niners, he also would get to face Pete Carroll twice a year That's again. Right. That's right. I mean, I don't put it past him to sign up for that just, just for those yeah. reasons. Well, and I... Listen, I don't, I don't think that the, the roster fits X's and O's wise the same as when he took over San Francisco in 2012 or whenever it was, 2011. 2011. But, yeah. I mean, he's got two high-profile inside backers, right? He's got a quarterback that people have cast aside, Alex Smith, once upon a time. I mean, I here's what Number I love about Harbaugh. Number one pick. That's right. Uh, injury, right? Coming off an injury. I mm -hmm. Jim, to me... Whereas Sean Payton, you can make an argument, needed Drew Brees to, to win. They were, they were, you know, perfect hand-in-hand. Hand. Jim has never been dictated by his quarterback play, right? It's always kind of been secondary. Yep. And I think that's perfect for Kyler coming back from this ACL to say, Kyler, we're not going to put everything on you. We've got some defensive pieces. We're going to establish a run game. We're soft up front on both lines of scrimmage. Let me fix that and come back and have this thing finally tuned for you to have success. Um, that's why I think Jim does be better than anybody else. I was at the Fiesta Bowl. J.J. McCarthy is an undrafted free agent, and that guy got him to the, the Final Four. They probably should have won that game. That's my favorite Jim Harbaugh attribute. He's an offensive guy. He's a quarterback guy, but he's not quarterback dependent. He, uh, let me tell you, if you're soft, he'll fix that real that's right. quick. That's right. That would not be an issue for very long. Um, it is amazing to me that you have gone from Kyler gets a new deal, Cliff gets a new deal, Time gets a new deal to now yeah. essentially scrubbing the deck. Uh, Kyler obviously is going to be back, but the other two completely out, completely new era of Cardinals football. I mean, we assume, right? Everything the tea leaves is pointing to that. I was at the combine last year when that news got announced and I'm like, what, what are they doing? I understand 
Michael Bidwell wants to be stable. He does not want to be Cleveland. He does not want to be the Jets. And I commend him for this, where you're turning over the roster and the and the coaching staff and the and the administrative staff year in and year out. You're not going to be taken seriously by people. And if you put aside the the playoff loss and just say how many 11 and 5 seasons, you know, 11 and 6 seasons have the Arizona Cardinals had in their history? So let's just say and they were favored to make the playoffs this year, Rob. They were a playoff level team according to Vegas. Everything has gone poorly, but I I understand Michael Bidwell's rationale like, guys, let's just let's just hit some doubles here. Let's make the playoffs. Let's try to get some continuity, right? Things have been improving every year with Cliff Kingsbury. We have our flaws as an organization, but you know, we like the infrastructure that we have and everything's just imploded. And I don't blame him. I think he wants to win. I know Michael Bidwell wants to win. I think he's a I think he's a serious owner. The facility is first class. The stadium hosts championships and Super Bowls. I just don't know. I don't think he knows how to win. I don't think he has the right kind of person, a la Kyle Shanahan and now John Lynch in place that can say, oh, hey, Jed York, let us take care of this. We know what this is, what being a professional looks like and how to put together a winning franchise. He put his eggs in Kime's basket. Kime is his very close friend. Kime's been with the franchise. Think about it. Kime joined the franchise in 1999. Michael wow. and him were probably coming up together. And I don't, a different kind of era, right? And Michael was the son of the owner, but like probably around the, right around the same age. So it's going to be hard for Michael to say goodbye to Steve. I think he already has. So fingers crossed that the new GM, probably hopefully an external, who knows, can come in and say, Michael, this is what we've done at Baltimore or New England, wherever. And this is what wins. And let us help you win because he just, he doesn't know how. You know, it's funny to hear you say that because I look back at where the 49ers were after Jim Harbaugh left and it yeah. was Jim Tom Sula for a year, which was a complete and utter disaster. It was yeah. Chip Kelly for a year. That obviously was a disaster. And then they got Kyle Shanahan. So like they shuffled through it until yeah. they found Shanahan and a guy yeah. that can, that knew how to run an organization had a real vision for what it was supposed to look like. I mean, that kind of sounds like where the Cardinals are now is where the Niners yeah. were a few years ago. Yeah, and I think again, they're talented. Every team basically has talent, unless you're like a Houston, you you sell off everything. There's no reason this team can't rebound 12 months, 18 months, and be back in the thick of things if Kyler rebounds from his injury. But again, they have gone all in too many times. They went all in with Cliff and bringing in Watt, AJ Green, and James Conner. We got to make a Super Bowl run. And then you look back at the Bruce Arians years and they never put together a contingency plan if and when Carson Palmer went down. They had opportunities. Go get him a Holmes. Go get a Watson. Didn't want to trade up. They were just like, win now. Get a championship. We've never won before. I, I just, I feel like it's cliche, but they need to build an infrastructure unlike the one they have that can sustain some injuries, that can sustain some roster turnover. Maybe you're not making the playoffs every year, but man, they've had between this season, 2018, when they had the first overall pick, just complete flame out seasons where it's like the house of cards. It's so brittle. The foundation is not sustainable. So I, they got to get back to basics. And I think front seven, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson in the draft, try to just hit some, some doubles in the draft. They, their first round track record outside of Murray is not very good. So new people, new vision, new outlook. I think they will be okay. I don't think this team is going Cleveland Brown style. I think Michael is better than that. He's shown Every couple of years, they rebound. They have some success. But it all starts with with his new GM, which, you know, there's rumors that Adrian Wilson is one of his VPs now. I like A-Dub. I like him as a player, as a person. He's been a good executive. It just feels like, to me, Rob, 
I, I feel like that kind of move, and I love Adrian, would be trying to play to the fans too much. Whereas, why are you promoting from within? If you do, from a franchise that's won four games, that has not been able to develop personnel well, it just, that to me, you're trying to outthink the room. Rob, they have not hired an external GM since 1994. What? How can that be? Because they're the Cardinals. You they made think, that well, up. No, that's a true stat. <laughs> they have not hired, and you know who that was? Ex-defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears on the Super Bowl team. Do you know? Buddy Ryan ran their draft and their and was their coach. That was the wow. last time they've had an external. Rod Graves, internal. Steve Kime, internal. I, it feels like we're setting the stage. They've got two interim coach or GMs right now, co-GMs. Quentin Harris, VP of college personnel. Adrian Wilson, VP pro personnel. And it feels like one of those two guys is going to get the job. Oh, man. Well, that's that's got to be troubling uh, if you're a Cardinals fan, if you're hoping for drastic changes there. Um, you Don't mentioned yet, but... you mentioned J.J. Watt. This is his final game as a pro. Yeah. yeah. Is that re- is that what you're watching for as a Cardinals fan in week 18? Uh, maybe like a little Trey McBride. They took a tight end out of Colorado State who's been coming on. Looks like a building block. Nice player. I mean, Watt, it's it's disappointing. It's frustrating, I'm sure, for Watt and company. Like, J.J. Watt is a high-level guy and a high-level human being. And he's probably thinking to himself, how can he not? Like, what did I sign up for? Everybody <laughs> who said this was a money grab, you know, last year we make the playoffs, I get injured, I'm coming back, and it's literally one headline in TMZ after another. I He says he's done. He's playing at a Pro Bowl level. I mean, if he's on the Packers, if he's on the Niners, he's making the Pro Bowl this year. But because he's on the Cardinals and the team is terrible, he's got 10 and a half sacks this year. He's their leading sack player. He's their best front seven player. So I feel for JJ. He's adamant. He's done. I, you know, of course, I'd like to see him have success. He, like, he has been kind of allocated as the leader on and off the field for this franchise. You watch Hard Knocks with this team, and it's like, we got to turn to JJ Watt. JJ Watt's got to talk to the team, talk to the players. Kyler is gone. Steve Kimes taking a leave of absence, gone. Cliff's basically out the door, gone. How how much content can we get a number 99? Raw on the team up of a bunch of undrafted free agents and third stringers. I mean, it's it's a sight to behold. And it, he is first class all the way because he's like, give me all the responsibility. I'll take it all. He also never saw a camera he didn't like. That's true. That's very true. He's an um, action star waiting to happen for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. He's... He's going to be in the media somewhere doing something. Like, we have not heard yeah. the last of J.J. No. Watt for sure. Um, last question, I always like to get the outside perspective. Your view sure. of the Niners as a team in the division, you know, as a, someone that covers a team in the division. Man, it, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I watched a lot of your preseason live streams when you guys would just discuss the dynamic with Jimmy G and Trey Lance. Niners have... Is it the best roster in the NFL? Maybe. Coin flip, top top three. Um, I think, assuming that the quarterback situation gets resolved, I, I think the Niners are uh, are set up for you know a three to five year run here. Um, but I think if they if they force Trey Lance onto this team and he's not ready or he's just an outright bust, they're going to have problems. Purdy may save their ass though. If if this guy is is Cousins 2.0 and it's a plug-and-play kind of player, and you can win a bunch of games with him, and the team accepts him, which they clearly have, you've you've bailed yourself out. Before Purdy, and then after the Jimmy G injury, Cardinal fans could probably take a little solace in knowing 
I don't think Trey Lance is the guy. I watched enough of him in the preseason, in the regular season, and then I read the tea leaves like you did, Rob, and you're the only objective Niner reporter I ever saw call them on their BS like they don't think Trey Lance is it. They're bringing back Jimmy G. That, that was all true. So kudos to you for that. I think Brock Purdy has a chance. If they win a playoff game with Brock Purdy, you, I think it's a slap in the face if he's not your starter in the next year. And if Trey Lance blows up and has a great uh, OTAs and training camp, then yeah, let him compete. But that that's the only thing preventing them from a big-time run here in the next couple of years, I think. Well, first, I appreciate the kind words. Thank yeah. you. Uh, it, is it been one of the weirdest seasons of my, maybe the weirdest 49ers season ever in my life? Just the fact yeah. that we're still here talking about this team no quarterback that had ever been picked last in the draft had ever started a single game in the NFL, yeah. let alone yeah. won a game, let alone potentially going on a boy. Well, he is going to go on a playoff run. That's yeah. where we are. It's an absurd yeah. situation. He's accurate. He's poised in the pocket. And listen, I'm, I don't dislike Trey Lance, the person I just, I'm reading all the articles. I'm looking at Mike Silver. I'm watching your live streams. And it's just like, yeah, they want Jimmy G to play. Trey's not ready. Hasn't made the improvements that they've wanted. And so when when Jimmy goes down, it's just and this kid steps in, I I don't look at him as him as a, as a rookie anymore because I think he's got the confidence with the defense being generational top in the last couple of years to say I can rip it and I know my mistakes won't cost us the game because we've got playmakers, we've got guys that can get yak, we've got a defense that can take the ball away. If you're playing like Kyler Murray played a lot of Cardinal games, knowing I got to be Superman or we don't got a shot. Brock Purdy can say, I, you know, I can make a couple mistakes and we'll be in the game. And I, he's already won over the locker room. So I, you know, it's, it's great to see the underdog do well. It, I, I don't have any ill will toward, toward the Niners and, and their fan base, but just their role we're on. You got to respect it. Could possibly go into the postseason on a 10 game win streak. If they can beat your Arizona Cardinals in week 18, yeah. uh, Johnny, thank you so much for the sure. time. If you want to hear more Johnny venerable, you can go to the PHNX Cardinals podcast or, and I should say, follow him on Twitter at Johnny venerable. Thank you for the time today, sir. Thank you for having me. Good luck this weekend. Yeah.